It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show. Booyah. To me, that's the ex- inexcusable part. Yeah. You are on the goal line. And it's 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 baffling. And this is what I talk about. And I, I'll give I tell when we talk to Leroy and when we talk to DeQuell Jackson, I'm gonna bring this up. They say it all the time. Sometimes you think that coaches are doing what's best for the team. They're not. They're doing stuff patting their ego. Somebody has to be in your headset saying, Coach, we got a guy back there that can't be tackled by one guy. If you want to gamble, what's the best gamble? He's getting it four times. Stop him. I, I guarantee you he score. I do not disagree with you there. You can't disagree with that. If, no. you, lose, if you use analytics and you give Nick Chubb oh. the ball four times in a row, you get 20 yards. You only already been one. arguing for about 20 you minutes. You only need one. Welcome to I'm the exhausted. Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Yeah, yeah it's a bitter <laughs> defeat Monday. And here we are again talking about the talent and the easy schedule. And the bottom line is the Browns after the disappointing loss with another fourth quarter where you're scratching your head saying, what happens to this team in the fourth quarter? The team is now 2-2. Two and two, And the four seed in the playoffs and, right now. And the race to six. <laughs> boy, somebody's optimistic. That's a fact. Well, just look at the schedule of the next seven games. I'm standing up. I'm not even looking at the playoff run in, the two and two? in four games. A lot of the teams they're playing in the next seven weeks. Yeah, I can't even smell right. it. <laughs> Welcome to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Uh, it was rough. I'm not going to lie. It was rough. And at the end, uh, it was a long trip back from Atlanta because the Browns, mm-hmm. if we, as we look at their talent, we look at their roster, and you look at the schedule. We all went around the room, and everybody said, what are they, what are they, what are they? Everybody said three and one. There were some that said no, no, no. no. You You said two two and two. I said two and two. What's weird is they may have lost the two games that you thought they would win. We're not talking about that part. (laughs) Well, no, that's the irony of it. And and ultimately, what that that says about this team is, we don't know. Sometimes they can be really good. There's a few that we do. I think we know about the Chiefs. I know the Chiefs laid an egg last week, but the Chiefs last night, that's, but that's prisoner of the moment. No, it's not. I'm no. going off what they've done you, all year. You three have been prisoner of the moment since the second we walked out. No. I mean, I mean, the Chiefs, that's Chiefs, the Chiefs, the Chiefs, the Chiefs are the exact opposite of prisoner, prisoner of the moment. Of the yeah. moment. They've been good for no, the last on, five on, years. Stop. Yeah, because they, and part of that's because they have a great quarterback and a great coach. But we, that but there's not that many great coaches. We would know about them. We're then, not. Right? We're not fly by nighting on the Chiefs. He said prisoner of the moment. You just said last week. Remember last night they proved. Listen, any team in the NFL can drop an egg. We know that. Yeah. The Bills did. How they do the AFC Championship? I'm not talking about anything that's happened okay. before this season. We're talking about this year. We're talking about di- last, last year. night. That's all you're talking about. No, talking about this year. Talk, Chiefs haven't played great till last night. Let's just talk about the first four games. Yes, go ahead. Yes. Here, you have a, everybody on this panel has an eye test. Yeah. yeah. I'm, some of us are not foolish, right? You're not kind. You're not kind of me to what I'm seeing, right? It's, the it's stuff Browns is, are average. The, the stuff is transferable. Yeah. Here, the Browns have some glaring weaknesses. You can see them. Mm-hmm. But I also say the Browns have some coaching weaknesses and deficiencies too. They're because some of, the, some of the stuff is obvious. Very. When you lose, it's all about the blame game. Everybody wants to point fingers. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of fingers to be pointed for sure. We'll do a quick whip around the panel. Because you could you could say, well, it was this, it was this, it was this, it was this, it was that. Who gets the biggest piece of pie in the blame pie game for you? Well, uh, the biggest. I guess in the end, I, I, I hate to blame the defense. Because the defense was very shorthanded up front. Right. But ultimately, I thought they played, you know, they had, they hung in there early. But the second half, the Falcons realized they couldn't throw the ball because they have a bad quarterback. And they just ran the ball nonstop with their second and third string running backs because their starting back got hurt. And they committed to it, something that Kevin Stefanski and the Browns did not do. Right. 
The Browns were 50-50. They committed to it. So you're going Browns or you're going I, Browns I'm defense. Going defense, even though it's hard to kill them when they only gave 23. No, points. I know, but, but you, in, the, in the end, I'll blame them a little more. Uh, Stefanski definitely gets some blame for it, though. Yeah, I'm going to twist what you said just a little bit. Okay. And this, I wrote a whole column on it last night after the game. This is my whole column. Two people I felt like let them down yesterday. Outside of obviously Nick Chubb didn't, but two people who they count on really let them down: Kevin Stefanski and Miles Garrett. Couldn't couldn't agree more. And those two guys is who I put it on more than anybody. Couldn't agree more. I've got, uh, you know, I don't like to lay it all on the coach, but no, I mean, we, we I'm not going to lay it all. On, I'm, not gonna, it. I'm not going to lay it all on him, but he has some he has some culpability in it because sure. some of the stuff that should be obvious. Is to he us, the biggest piece right. for you? Uh, right now, because he he's working against the grain, he's trying to prove to everybody that he knows what he's doing. Sometimes just look at what you have in the, in the kettle, don't and just, it. and just play it, right? Just play it, right? I know you want to do a thousand different things, but the only things I really got work is the two dudes behind Brissett. That's all I have. Yeah, they get none of the blame. Uh, last week, everybody was talking about how Jacoby Brissett's a top ten quarterback. Now we can't trust him at all. Well, no, 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 no. I mean, we you can. were smartly, and others were saying pump yeah. the brakes on that. Yeah. There will be a regression to the mean. That's what I said on Thursday. That's exactly what we saw. G. Bush, who well, gets your biggest piece of blame pie? She's it's, fired up. I like it. It's Kevin Stefanski, and this is the main theme that I'm going to talk about throughout the show. It's the ideal you versus the real you. And, and what he's talking about is the real Kevin Stefanski understands who he is. He understands, oh, if you're a Grey's Anatomy guy and you like wearing sweatpants at home, don't act like you wear suits all the time. And when the, the ideal you is the thing that you're pushing to people, your perception, the, what you want people to think of you. And the gap between the real you and the ideal you is fear, anxiety, and most of all, control. You understand what this team is about, but you want to be known as the guy that can throw the ball around. I want to be known as the guy because when the quarterbacks do well, who they, who they tout? The coach is calling a hell of a game. If you hand the ball off to a running back, he gets the credit. The difference between the real Kevin Stefanski is he want to be these rest of these guys. He want to throw the ball around. Nobody said you had to have a 50-50 mix. And, and, and I'll, I'll just I'll cut it short here because we'll get into <clears> it a little more. But let me ask you a question. The real Atlanta Falcons said, mm, you know what? We can't throw the ball. Let's run it 11 times. The Browns have a better line, have a better group of backs in the backfield, and they're top five at both of those positions. And guess what? We never run the ball 11 times. We wouldn't even run it three times in a row. He wants to be 50-50, not because the, the game dictates 50-50. The sheet it's, says it's, so. it's because the sheet <laughs> and his, and his idea, ideal of what it says so 50-50. Give the ball to Nick Chubb 11 straight times and see what happens. No, they didn't. The Falcons, a lesser lesser team did, and you see what the results are. Dude I'm up, with you. Dude off the practice squad. Uh, I'm with you. <laughs> I think that, obviously, because everything starts and stops with the head coach, um, that he gets the biggest piece of the blame pie for me. Y you touched on one of my main themes. So, I think coaches, there's two coaches. There's Each coach is, is double personality. You have a game plan and a mentality and a philosophy going into the game. That works for the first half, sometimes the first three quarters. The games are not won in the first three quarters. We've seen that with the Browns. The games have all been won in the last two minutes. Yep. Every single one of your two-minute warning shows, yep. the game was in the balance. I, I don't decided. know, Jake. A lot of idiots telling me they lost the game because they didn't kick a field goal. That's nonsense. I That's nonsense. No, I'm saying that. No was man. that big? Yes. Potentially. Here's the risk-reward on that decision, yeah. and we'll get into that much later. You get a touchdown, you have seven. You'd love to have seven. You don't pick it up, you have zero. So, what do you do? You split the difference. Now, it's not quite half, but it's three. You'd might a, a contest, a football contest is 60 minutes, right. and the mission is to accumulate as many points in those 60 minutes as you can. If you have three, but you go for seven, it's like the guy on, on you know, a game show that knows what's behind door number one, but decides he's going to look behind what's door number two. I like Sometimes that. there's that a donkey. And if he hadn't gone for the fourth down at the 29-yard line, they wouldn't have scored And by the later. way, I, yeah. that was the worst decision <laughs> he made yesterday. I completely disagree. Because the risk-reward of yeah. that play there are things that can go wrong on that play. If you don't pick that up, now I know they did, so we have the benefit of the results, and hindsight's always 20-20. In the moment when he's going for that play, I'm saying there's no way he's going to snap the ball. 
He's going to try oh, to draw them offside. I thought it was a no-brainer to go for it. Well, I would, ne- I would never punt that, on fourth and one, ever. If you ever. miss that and give a team a 29-yard field, imagine yeah. what that news conference is like at the end of the day. Because that's because people are reactionary And I don't want to get results. too much into the weeds on that decision. I'm, I'm, yeah. my, my but, but macro you made a point. View, I want to just respond to that's it. That's fine. Because but my macro what, view of yeah. who gets the blame, I yeah. said there's two coaches. The one that game plans all week yeah. and says, I'm good to go. Here's my card. Let's go. You use that card for a half, maybe three quarters, and you use what works. But in the fourth quarter, you need to reinvent yourself. You need to figure out, like the Falcons did, (laughs) what is the cheat code? What has worked? And we're going to stay with what worked. And in the first three quarters, what worked was Nick Chubb and the ground game. And in the fourth quarter, when the game was in the balance, hung in the balance, and every play call is magnified, he forgot he had Nick Chubb on the team. Yeah, and that's a that's a fair criticism. And, and, and we've seen it before. It, and we have because yeah. we've seen it before. We keep saying at the end of the game, he stands in front of the podium and says, "This is on me, and we're going to fix it." <laughs> One half of that is true. <laughs> it's on you. Yeah, but we haven't fixed it, and we've seen this for too long to think now that suddenly next week he's going to fix it. Insanity. You know what the definition of it is when you yeah. keep doing the same thing and expect the results to change. Something has to change. And I know he's too proud and too stubborn. Right. And to your point, perhaps ego's too big to let go of the play calling, but it's proven to be too much for him. Jay. He can't manage the game. I don't, I don't agree with any of that. I know you don't. Jay, I know so you sometimes, sometimes in this in, in any sports profession, yeah. you have to just realize what's in front of you, right? Phil Jackson, one of the best minds in basketball, coaching minds in basketball. Hell, when we got to the fourth quarter with Jordan, we got a thousand plays. Guess what we did? Facts. Ice twenty-three. Ice Facts. twenty-three is get the ball to Jordan Facts. on the side, let him go to work. Ride your we, horse. We're not doing a bunch of things. It's ice twenty-three. We coming down. Ice twenty-three. Ice twenty-three. That's what we're running here. Everybody in the building knew what we were running. You have to sometimes be able to say, "This is where we are. This is how I get to the finish line." What 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 disturbed me probably the most about this bull at the end was we turned into Air Coriel down the street. It's like what are we doing? It's unbelievable. The boy's <laughs> well, mama, the boy's mama in the stands. He's yeah. running wild. Let him continue <laughs> to run wild. That's a, that's a fair criticism. We're wasting I don't the know best that, years in Nick Chubb. I don't know that I necessarily agree with the Jordan comparison. It's really different in two sports. No, it's not. Like no team goes to their best player every play down yes, the stretch. Do. The the Falcons, no. Yes, you do. The Falcons did eleven times yes, to a backup bull. Yes, you do. What are we talking about? He didn't he run did, all eleven times. They ran. He, no, he, he, he ran. They ran eleven times. He didn't run all eleven. Then they brought two guys off the bench. He got three more. He just said go to the best player eleven times. They didn't go. When we, go, so when we go to ice 23, that don't mean he's shooting every time, but the ball is in his hand. And at the end, he gets get to make the decision for somebody else. It's well, not a fair comparison. The, but to your point that the opinion. Falcons went to backups, when they figured out what the cheat code was, nobody's worked, debating that the Browns should have ran the ball. I agree. I agree that the Browns should have ran the ball more. We all agree they should have ran it more. I didn't understand way. why when they had a first and 10 at the Falcons 41 when you're already in borderline field goal range. I didn't either. A touchdown's going to be tough. You're just as likely to move the ball to the ground. I would have ran the ball there. He did not. I think that's a fair criticism. But I think some of this is going, like the idea that he he proved he can't handle calling the plays. Every young coach in the game calls plays. Belichick calls plays. Belichick calls the defense. Andy Reid calls the offense. They don't call every play. They just I don't. Mean, I don't they know don't. how you do I, I mean, I think Andy Reid calls every play. So I, I, I then he lied last year I, when he was so asked. Coaches lie plays. all the time. Maybe he does. Because they don't want to make uh, you make his Jason, offense. Jason, Jason, Jason don't I, like. Come on. Jason, Jason I can got? say this. What I you can, got? I can say this. Jason, you he go has a this. body of work that we've seen, right? It's pretty good overall. Right. It's really good. He has a body of work. Let me let me finish. Does Kevin Stefanski have a winning record with bad quarterbacks? Let me make my point. It's not really good. He has a body of work down the stretch of ball games. It's not very good. It's because not. He's had you, know it's, it's you know what? If we're going to kill Baker for fourth quarter fails, it goes both ways. The Patriots should fire Bill Belichick because they're 18 and 19 since Tom Brady left. So clearly, Bill Belichick doesn't know what he's doing. That's true. And he should be fired well, no, because you know the Patriots what? have a losing Obviously, record. Obviously, he has the last six rings years. and he's got a lot of equity in those rings. Because he had the greatest however, quarterback of all however, time. If his name was Tom Smith, and he had only coached there for those 37 games. Probably. His ass He'd would be, be fired. And that's stupid. It, of course it's stupid. Exactly. That's what but, we're talking about but, here. Here's the thing. Where's Stefanski's six rings? 
No way. Okay. Baker Mayfield. Six rings. Jacoby Brissett. So you can't Baker Mayfield. Jacoby Brissett. Bill Belichick. Tom Brady. To Kevin Stefanski. You no, can't. Here. I, the, well, well, the point is, we're so reactionary in the moment. No. Last week, everybody was lauding, lauding Stefanski. What a great job he's doing. They are the fifth most efficient offense through four weeks with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. Yeah. Their and offense has overachieved. They've also has Kevin bull- Stefanski made mistakes? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And now, he should be criticized. He's also, we're, we're criticizing for the offense. Yeah. He obviously doesn't call the defensive yeah. sets. But let's just talk about the defense for a second. Joe Woods has been terrible. So the defense has allowed 95 points. 50 of them came in the fourth quarter. Terrible. But not only is that terrible, but you know why? Because Kevin Stefanski is making that easy with three and out, three and out, three and outs in the fourth quarter. I, do we have control a break? the damn ball? No, Miles Garrett, no Jadavian Clowney. What did you yep. think was going to happen? I thought they'd win. Of course, the, I thought they'd I win. The Falcons. I thought they'd yeah, win. I, you I, thought I, they'd win. I thought no, they'd win. I picked the Falcons. Oh, you did? The Falcons. Yes. He's the only I thought one. they would Jason win, but Polk I thought it would be close. The, Falcons, for the, the Browns were only a one-point favorite. Mike Polk also picked did the Falcons. Wow. So, so let me, so let me just, let me just give you this. Yeah. You don't have Jadavian Clowney. You don't have Miles Garrett. Yeah. They was doing the same thing when both of them was playing. You still had busted coverage. You still had Chad Haney running out. Well, busted coverage of the secondary isn't on Miles Garrett and Jadavia. Well, 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 I can't absolve Joe Woods for having this terrible performance. Nobody's arguing with you on Joe Woods. Titus, by the way, sat in one of those chairs and said, this will 1,000% be cleaned up because it's just communication. And they didn't have as awful of a busted coverage yesterday. Denzel Ward actually, Uh, I thought, played well. No, the 43-yard busted coverage cost him the football game, in my view. Yes! But it wasn't... I'm I'm just going back to what we saw in the Jets and what we saw in Carolina. Okay, so it was one instead of two and three. It wasn't quite that. I I mean, 45 yards is crazy. Yeah, it is. I mean, the Titans only completed seven passes. That's crazy. Well, can we get to (laughs) to, this? Can we get to this? There's there's a whole... They're underperforming. Obviously, you would out clowny and you without Garrett, right? So that's two major demotions down, right? We have that. But I, I've been saying and this. And Bryant. I've been, saying, three this, I've been saying this for weeks now. The interior D-line sucks. Is, is awful. And we knew it would suck coming it's into awful. the season. Something they didn't address. Yeah, they said, tried to hide it. So when the GM. So when will we address this? That's because on the GM. You can't address it you, now. Bull, well, you had now a, can Sue's out there. Bull, you yeah. had a dude. I actually think Jordan You had a dude come up to practice. Jordan played yesterday. You know what? You're Jordan, right. Hold, hold, yesterday, hold, hold, I thought hold, he played hold, really well. Hold on, look here. So, if yeah. you have Jordan Elliott and two bookends, you're yeah. not so bad. You had but it looks dude, worse when you miss your You had a come up to practice squad wow. and run you in the ground. Yeah. Wow. And run you in the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Can't happen. It just can't. It yeah, can't happen. And I think we all can agree, whether or not you want Stefanski to give up the play calling or not, and that could be extreme. And I'm not just judging it all off. I've just seen this too many times. I've seen the movie too often. And in the moment, when you know how the game ends and it's and, and you're still in the lead and it's not good, that's Jay, not good. Jay, there's a difference. There's a difference between experience and reflection. Right. You can have experience all you want. You can say, I've been here 20 years, but you've been reliving the same year 20 times. <laughs> In the reality of the situation, you don't get anything unless you have reflection. You need to reflect on, wow, I did this last year. What did I learn from that? If I get in that position again, while well, I do the same thing. With reflection comes self-awareness. He doesn't seem to quite get it. You can be self-aware now and say, man, I do get the tendency that when I'm in the crunch time, I forget what I got and what the bread and butter should be. And without reflection and reflecting on what it is, He's going to continue to get up there and say, well, it, that's on me. Saying this on you is not good enough. I need you to reflect and fix. That's And we're yeah, not but, seeing reflect but, but and G, fix. The reality is that there were a lot of games last year that they did run the ball down the stretch and it mattered and finished off some games. And the year before, they did the same thing. They didn't lose the Jet game because they didn't run the ball enough. That's This is the only game this no, year that you false. can say they lost. What do you well, mean? No, no, no. They lost the Jet game the, because of a special teams failure and the defense fell apart. This, you talk about, the, do you talk about the Jets. The Jets game, yes, yeah. they got that. But yeah. let me give you this. How many times do I got to see in the fourth quarter Nick, Nick Chubb sit on the sideline? But he's not always sitting in the, on really? the sideline. Really? I remember. No, I, he's not. I remember. No, he's Chubb not. has How many huge carries? Green Bay last year? Green Bay last year? I don't know. Green Bay last year? I'm sure you need more. I'm sure you can make the argument. I, of course, there are examples of that. And I agree with you when that happens. That's wrong. Let me ask but let's not make it seem like it happens okay. every game. Uh, the guy's got huge fourth uh, quarter numbers uh, in his career. Well, let me ask you this. When they was on the goal line. Yeah. 
and they threw the ball three times on second and one on the goal line. Yeah. How you many in the fourth? Do we know? You give it to Nick Chubb. I'll, I'll double check, but I think it was three, three. more times. I agree with agree. that. I agree with agree. that. But also, like, they have the I'm holding call. He, we can't say that he does this every time. He, he has seven carries. On that. How many carries? Can we put that no, back he had up? seven. We think three in the fourth quarter. Seven. Seven carries. But He's your horse. <laughs> He's your thoroughbred. So, so He's I, your best player, let, let me, and it's let, not seven. even close. Twelve and seven is and unacceptable. And the game is in the balance. But nobody's. We're not arguing so let me, that. Let me, uh, he screwed I'm gonna, up in this game. I'm going to say it With again. That, no doubt. I'm going to say it again. You know, and I, yeah, I'm not going to shove it all on Stefanski, right? He, he, to me, he just a no. Guy, there's a lot to he, go around. He's just not. He's just not a guy that seems to learn consistently from the mistakes. But I will tell you this, and I, this is this is my own world, right? Everybody's not meant to be the CEO. They're not. Some people are meant to be in the second chair, right? And they're real good at it. But when they go, did you ever the experience first, that in the NBA? Did you oh, guys yeah. that were great bench coaches no. but just couldn't just make the could not get it because it was not they weren't cut for that. But you put them in that second chair. Now I'm not saying Sebastian's not a brilliant offensive mind if things are good. But at the end of the game, this is what I see, Jason. It's a lot going on, and he mm. can't he can't capture all of this going on. Brad, do you right? agree with this? I think you're right. I I, I think he's just. Got a lot on his plate. He's stressed. I would. I think he is head coach material. I really do. And I also think he'd make a great offensive coordinator. Yes. He's proven that. If but he, I don't think he's cut out to do both. The problem and is. And I'd rather I stay on as our head coach. The problem is as the CEO. The problem as the CEO. It's not one he, game. He has it is to one be game. What other game did they he, lose because of he, him being doing both? They have a 500 record. So let me say Let me say this. No, they don't. They're 2016. Let me say this. He has to be able to realize that. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. He's being stretched. Right. Right? Because Brett, maybe, every maybe, coach maybe, does it. No, every coach is calling plays. I don't want to hear about everybody. Every young coach is calling plays. I don't want to hear. I don't buy that. I don't buy that. Every young coach is calling plays. Here's the thing. I'm not going to go on all or nothing. It's people. You got to take what's on the ground level. I'm not using that rule uh, to say I'm going to put you here. Well, we always do it. Jay, no. Hold on, hold on. Jay, that's not Jay, it. You so know you're saying they would have won day job, right? he wasn't calling You know my day job, right? And I know what, I got a number of departments. You always delegate. I can roll with every department and run the freaking department. Yeah, I know. But I can't run the whole show. I got to trust that the so people underneath me So we're just going to ignore that most of the head coaches no, will leave. No, his job, the head coach, we're gonna ignore that. the head coach's job uh, is, is to make gonna sure that, that everybody, I, I, I don't, I don't, that everybody is in a position I, I, I really to be don't, successful. I really don't care what the other teams is doing. <laughs> yeah, I really I don't. don't. I don't either. Oh, I, I do. I know. That's what teams do. That's part of no, no, no. Is it, are 31 other cities obsessed with play calling, or is I it mean, just Cleveland? Come on, I'm no, so are, sick of the play calling other, conversation. There are a lot of other teams that are going to play calling. Oh my god! Every single year, it's play calling, play calling. Who should call the plays? Oh, so every fan base is play. obsessed with it. So it, it drives yeah. me. Okay, so well, let, let, let me let me progress yeah. the conversation. <laughs> yeah. In Jason's mind and in your mind, it's not the play calling. No, guys are open all over the field. He's one of the best guys at scheming guys open. Is it? Is it? Well, Amari Cooper wasn't open. He's had Baker Mayfield. And Jacoby Brissett well, let, let as his quarterbacks. Come let, back let me to me when Deshaun Watson's you, back there. And a, then let's have I this conversation. I can't wait to see that. To say Nick Chubb at times is not on the field enough in the fourth quarter. Yes, at times. that's fair. I think it's unfair to say he's never on the field enough. Said never Nobody said never. Well, you guys were basically saying no, that. You no, no, he's I'm, your <laughs> horse, Bull. Yeah. I shouldn't have to squint to see him. Right, and you he don't. He should be jumping off the screen don't. at me when Last the game night, is in the balance. And you often don't. Last yesterday, and there have been other times where you had. Me, so here. Let, I think let, here's let, what. We're, let me say something. Go ahead. The game was in the balance. Yes. The game was in the balance yesterday. The game was in the game was in the balance. So I should. That's have to, a fair criticism. I shouldn't have to look for my horse. I shouldn't have to know that. Damn, should my horse be out here or not? That's what I'm doing. 
This guy's running tight end reverses, man. <laughs> like, what are you doing? That's, that's one way. No. Yeah, that's all. That's tight end reverses, man. That's symbolic of your thinking. If it works, everybody's saying what a great play it is. It oh never works. It should never be. You know, a tight which, end? Which tell, and Zach Jackson made this point in the press yeah. box yesterday yeah. on that play. That shows you what he thinks of Anthony Schwartz right now. Well, it absolutely does. Because I said, wait, Schwartz can't can't run that play? That was Schwartz He's in week one. And by the now way, it's David Njoku. If Njoku is your best option on that play, draw up a different play. That's it? That's just... That's just it's trying to outthink play. the room. Oh, I, don't I know, but bull. But it's symbolic. You, you can't call That's it. what happens. Whenever a trick play doesn't work, we all go, oh my God, I can't believe that. And when it works, we're like, what a tackle, great play. Tackle reverses never work. <laughs> That's why you never see it. That's why you never see it. How many called, tight end reverses have you ever seen in your life? Nobody calls a perfect game. Kevin Stefanski's <laughs> flawed like most coaches in the league. He's a pretty good, in my opinion, first of all, we don't know how, like people were, some people were calling him great last week, okay? Okay. Like, I don't know after two years and change that you can call any coach great. That's stupid. If you watched it, did did all of you watch the uh, Bengals-Dolphins game? Yes, I did. They were talking about Mike McDaniel as if he's some grand genius after three games. By the end of the game, he was the devil because he played Tua. That's how nuts people are right now, okay? We don't know how good a coach is. The reality, we all scream and yell like lunatics, myself certainly included. And the reality is after two and a half years, yeah, if it's an extreme situation where a coach is really heinous, like Freddie Kitchens, you know he sucks. But for the most part, most coaches are somewhere near the middle. Maybe they're pretty good. Maybe they're below average. You don't know for sure until you see it longer. Yeah, now we know Andy Reid's great because he's been around forever. But if Bull. they had been reactionary and fired him after a couple of years, we would have never known. No one's known. saying he sucks. That's not what anybody – nobody here has said Kevin Stefanski sucks. But this idea that, like, when he has a good game, we don't worry about it, and then it's a bad game, and then well, we got to take away his that. play that's calling. That's mediocre. Most coaches are doing the same thing. Yeah, I'm describing 8-8. Eight eight. So when well, he's not 8-8, eight eight, gee, he's – is it fair to say he has not had a good quarterback oh in his God. entire time here? Is that fair to he's say? He's had oh quarterbacks Hold on. Hold play well. Hold on. Because, because he's made them. Great. Oh right. God. Make this guy play well. Look at what he, he did. Oh That's a 50% has overachieved big time so nice. far. Two G. Bush. Everybody thought they would be What did you expect? The Chargers are two and two. They got one of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen. They haven't won a playoff game. They haven't done anything. Let me ask you one question. Yeah. Is the talent on this roster better than two and two? Not right. Not at this moment. No. You thought they'd be two and two then? I thought they'd be three and one, but what? The difference in three and one and two and two is is minuscule. I thought they'd be. Yeah, because they could be four and one. They could be 0 and four. They could be one and three. They could easily be one and three. Should be one and three. America, I got to keep it real with you. Keep it 100. I got to keep it 100. Please. We all sat up here and killed Baker Mayfield. Everybody. We destroyed him. We said it didn't matter if his arm was hurt. We said he he overthrow people. He wasn't good enough. We got to keep it moving because we got a clock. We said Odell Beckham Jr. didn't get no separation. He was a cancer to the locker room. We got to get rid of him during the middle of the season. I'm not about to sit up here and obfuscate none of this stuff from Kevin Stefanski. Now you want to tell me, well, he don't got no talent. Stop I didn't it. say he had no talent. I said he's got, he's no got Jacoby Brissett as a quarterback who you They're were trying to put in your hand. Hold on. So, so let's say, say this. Yeah. If you know you got Jacoby Brissett. want to keep it 100. You were saying, let, tell let, me let Jacoby Brissett. Let's, let's, let's talk about this. Let's I need talk. You, I, need you, I need you to call a spade a spade. It's okay. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. If, if you, you just told me yeah. he has Jacoby Brissett yeah. as his quarterback. He also has Nick right. Chubb. Thank you. If you know the quarterback is terrible. Why are you dropping back 35? I I disagree. I'll tell you why. It's the same number I put out every single week, and I'm tired of telling you this, but we keep having this discussion. You can run the ball nine yards a carry in the last five years, and it guarantees you a 500 record. You have got to throw the ball if you are going to win in the NFL. Atlanta did. Atlanta did. No. And you know what? That was the plus end of the 50-50. But no, no, but I'm serious. That's not going to no. pan out. I don't want to be. It's a 500 record. If you can run the ball nine yards. So what do you want to do? You want to no, fire some no, games listen, before games? Historically, the last yeah. five years, teams that average nine yards a carry are 12 and 12 coming into this year. This, it guarantees so you this, so nothing. It works sometimes, and both, it doesn't work both, just as much as it does work. This is what I want. I want Stefanski to give up the offensive play calling. 
I want you just to be the CEO. That's all I want you to be. I want I want Barry to go ahead and fill the middle here with Indama Kinsu. Go and get that. And then I told you on the other side, they were going to double. I told you last week they're going to double Cooper here. Yep. He wasn't going to get another 100 yards. And then you got two nondescript dudes on the other side that pose no threat and they didn't care and about And yesterday, <laughs> you know, we, were, we asked earlier, okay, so Cooper's not going to always have 10 catches. Mm -mm. Who picks you up the slack when balance. he doesn't? And the answer is exactly what we thought the answer was going to well, be. I thought Donovan Peoples-Jones had a decent game. He caught two balls, I think. He had no. a great catch. He's out of bounds. The one down the sideline. Well, like five Other catches than that, for Mrs. Lincoln, well, well like no, but I mean, Njoku had a couple here. big plays. Njoku has been better than I thought he was. So like, you, yeah. so Njoku, he had, I think, I think Njoku so, had five catches. And we just got done saying a week or two ago the Travis Kelsey combo works. Yeah, so let me leave out one thing. Donovan five catches, 71 yards. I mean, that's pretty good The interior of the defensive line is awful. Right, it is awful. Yeah, we know. And then I will just yeah. say the backers are leaving a lot to be desired too, because by the way, they're not plugging uh -huh. the holes up front. I, I mean, watched all. I watched. I, listen, I seen the all twenty-two. I've never seen worse run fits, no awful. gap alignment. Awful. These guys, it act like they had never understood that one person has. A and gap. why didn't they fix that in the process? Because you knew what the Falcons were going to do. They're like on those one two drives that were seventy plus yards, seventeen plays. Almost all of them runs, and much of them look exactly the same, and we just weren't doing anything was, different. And one other name we haven't mentioned, Anthony Walker is a huge loss. This yeah, I got, exactly I, what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly what talking about. JOK's been terrible. He's I'm, lost out Oh, there. I don't think he was terrible. Not terrible. He's I, had I, I moments. Thought, but there were times yesterday in run defense where I'm like, oh. see, this where is, is where is? So it? you know what? This was you the don't first. Know where the ball's going? This man. was the first Time game without Walker. This was the first game without Walker. Let's see if Jacob Phillips and some of these other guys can clean Jacob some of this Phillips up. Jacob Phillips was awful. He I, did not have a good game. He was awful. But this this goes back. This goes well, back to, to roster building. When you have athletic okay. middle linebackers, you got to have D tackles that keep them off of them. Right. right. JOK needs right. to run this way right. and this way right. and tackle people. When he gets was guards it, was, on that next was, level. Once he gets engaged, he's done. done. And he's again, done. I will tell Jordan Elliott has been much better than I thought he would be. They need one more. If you get, they got nobody else. In there. Okay, they, okay yeah. but if you have Miles and Janavian right. and Jordan so Elliott, right. so let me ask you a question. That's not bad. Is Jordan Elliott better than Ndamukong Suh? Well, there's 31 no. other teams no. out there who, who have passed on Ndamukong Suh. Well, he wants some money. He ain't cut nobody that he wants I don't listen at this point. I don't know if Indominus Sue can help or not. Maybe he can. I'm sorry, on Anthony Schwartz. It's time to move on. Yeah, yeah. It's time to move on. Well, He's a warm body. If you're point. if you're running a tight end reverse over Anthony that's Schwartz, yeah. What's because he that's doing his on, value. What's he doing on the roster? If he can't return but, but, kicks and punts and he can't even get you can't hand it to him, the then, then is, move on. I said that before he went to the regular season. He listen, was done. I had said, I said too. Done. I, I, if he was wearing a different jersey and wasn't a draft pick, he'd be you doing field goal dances. What's up? Yeah, no, I got I got to hop in here. I thought Jordan Elliott played really well yesterday and it was a different Jordan Elliott we saw against the Falcons Must than we saw in the first bars, three weeks. Mike. Yeah. What do you say? Must have been those built bars. Exactly where I'm going. It definitely is a lot stronger because he's been bulking up on the built bars. He tried the coconut flavor, the same one Jay tried on Thursday's show. It's great. He texted me and said, personally, best thing he ever had in his whole life. No kidding. Maybe. There's an asterisk next to yeah, this. That may or may not be true, was, right? May or may not be true, but right. he said it was delicious. He, despite making an NFL contract, still used the amazing promo code. Locked on 15. Yeah. He got 15% off. A guy who doesn't need built bars, Tim Couch. Big enough by himself. Oh, Tim, yes. what's up? Tim, welcome to the show. Who do you put the most money uh, on? Oh, yeah, let's Timmy. go, Tim. Get, we're playing the blame game let's on get, this Let's Monday. get opinionated, Timmy. Who, who gets the blame? <laughs> blame Man, there's a lot of baby. blame to go around after a loss like that. <laughs> who, who gets the biggest piece of blame pie? Uh, I'd probably go with the defense. You know, even though they had a bunch of guys out on that side of the ball, Falcons ran the ball right down their throat in, uh, in the second half. What, they going to like a 10-play, 75-yard drive, all yeah. runs? Like, and, you <laughs> with know, the practice like players. Guys, with the practice I players. The, the fits, <laughs> yeah. I thought the run fits were terrible. Guys were out of position. Uh, they were getting blown off the ball. Um, you know, and the, and the running back that came in was just activated off the practice squad. So it wasn't like he was some superstar back in the backfield. So uh, that, that was tough to watch. Um, I thought the offense, you know, they ran the football well. Jacoby, I think, played another really good football game. Um, he's certainly exceeded uh, my expectations of what I thought he was going to be uh, in this offense. I think he's doing a really nice job and, um, you know, going to the right spot with the ball. He's accurate, uh, shows a strong arm. Um, but, it's, uh, you know, like again, like just like last week, a, a brutal loss, man. This team uh, has let a couple games slip away now that they certainly should have won. Joe Woods is, to, is it Joe Woods to blame for the, the, I mean, they did the same thing every time on two straight drives, yeah. and it was almost like, it's almost like the players had bags over their heads. 
Yeah, you know, I don't see a lot of adjustments out there. I really don't. You know, it wasn't like the Falcons were trying to disguise what they were doing. Yeah. You know, they're, they're just lining up and saying, we're going to run it downhill until you stop it. And, and the Browns made no adjustments, man. They, they couldn't stop the run at all. And that, that's, that's so demoralizing to a defense. You know, when you're just sitting back like that and, and a team's just saying, you know, we're going to run it at you and you can't stop it. There's nothing you can do about it. And, and, you, and they couldn't. So that, that was frustrating. Uh, you know, you certainly want to see some adjustments, see the guys step up and, uh, you know, play a little bit more discipline with their eyes and be in the right spot. But, uh, you know, we just haven't seen it so far this year, especially in the second half of games. Hey, Tim, Tim, do you see the interior line? I mean, they should get manhandled up front interior <laughs> defensive line. I mean, this is unbelievable. This is like peewee football league. I'm like, <laughs> you're getting pancakes, smashed, everything else. And the dude off the practice squad just two days yeah. ago. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna run for I'll run for seventy. I don't care. That's crazy. And they just kept giving the ball back. They're like, "Oh my God!" They're letting him get five. Let him get six. Let him get. S-. Tell me what prevents them from signing a guy like Indomitian Sue? Please, I'm tired of it. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know what stops them from going to get a guy like that. At some point, you got to make a move because you know you're exactly right. That interior is getting blown off the ball. Uh, they're getting no no um, no penetration into the backfield. They're not uh, clogging up the gaps in the run game. So it's uh, it, it's certainly been frustrating to watch and they're going to have to evaluate that and see what's out there, see who's available and hopefully they can make a move and shore this thing up because it's it's not going to get any easier. These next few games, man, are going to be brutal. Uh, the schedule gets really tough starting, uh, you know, with the Chargers and uh, and so on. So it's uh, they're going to have to get it fixed and get it fixed quickly. Tim, I, I understand that Kareem Hunt is a better pass catcher than Nick Chubb. So you're going to want him when you're running two, two minute offense or whatever down the stretch. <laughs> However, my thought has been, why in that situation wouldn't you have both of them on the field? Good point. Knowing that Nick Chubb is your best player, you don't want to necessarily sit Kareem Hunt because, you know, he, Hunt, Chubb, and Cooper are your three best players. I would think in a two-minute drill, even though it may be unorthodox to have two running backs in that situation, that you'd want those three best players when the rest of the Browns receivers are kind of mediocre at best. Is there any reason why he couldn't do that down the stretch? Why do you think... Chubb is on the bench when the game is online occasionally. Yeah, you know, I, I, think, I think it's a really good point. You know, you certainly want your best players out there. A lot of times in those situations, you're going, you know, more wide receivers on the field, more speed on the field. You're trying to get three, four wideouts out there. But, you know, like like you said, if you get uh, Nick Chubb out there, man, I, I would rather throw Nick Chubb a screen pass than I would trust in those other guys trying to run a, an out route or a corner route or a post or whatever. I, I want the ball in Nick Chubb's hands as many times as I can possibly get it there because that dude, man, he is so fun to watch. He, he is unbelievable. The way he is able to break tackles, the way he absorbs contact and just keeps his legs moving. Uh, I, I would get that ball. I would get that guy the ball in every situation possible. And I'm with you on that. Get both those guys out there. Right. Adjust what you're doing offensively in, the, in a two-minute drill. Adjust your philosophy. Get your best players on the field. Get the ball in their hands. Right, and like you look at you look at Kareem Hunt, who's such a premier pass-catching running back. Like. Instead of having Anthony Schwartz out wide or some other, you know, David Bell, who's very inexperienced, hasn't mm-hmm. done much, I'd rather split out Kareem Hunt or put Kareem in the slot and have Nick Chubb in the backfield. I think you're more likely to succeed that way. Yeah, I think so. You know, we've seen Nick or Nick Chubb um, or uh, Kareem Hunt lined up out wide a few times this year. Yep. Early in the season, we saw him out there. They were throwing him some slants. They were throwing him some hitches. And he catches the ball really well. He runs good routes for a running back. So he is kind of like an extra wide receiver out there. But he has that ability to make plays after the catch. And, uh, you know, both those guys on the field at the same time, man, is, is lethal. It's, just, it's extremely hard to stop. And hopefully we can see a little more of it. Hey, Tim, of course, you just, you just raised a good point. I'm glad you said that. Why do you think it is so difficult? It's been difficult so far for Kevin to make these adjustments because at some point we go through three quarters. We got a feel of the game now. It's not so much on the sheet. What is the eye test? To me, it seems like he's having difficulty with the eye test because after three quarters, I've seen pretty much what this thing looks like. Why is such difficulty making adjustments? You know, I'm not sure. Um, you know, there's, you know, obviously a lot of talk about should he be calling the play? Should he hire someone to call the play so he can manage the game? I think Stefanski is is an incredible play caller myself. I think he gets guys wide open. I love, I love the way he designs plays. Uh, I like everything about his play calling. Now, I think he does need someone, maybe an assistant coach, to be a game manager of situations for him because it's so difficult to, to do try to call plays and think of down and distance and, you know, what do they do in third and short? Are they a man team? Are they a blitz team? Are they a zone team? You're, all this is going through your head. You're trying to get a play call in before the, uh, a play clock runs out. You forget about situations sometimes. So if he had an assistant coach there saying, hey, coach, you know, like in the Jets game, 
You know, it's hard to remember to tell Nick Chubb to go down. You know, you're in that situation. You're trying to move the ball. You're trying to score. Just a quick reminder on the sideline. Hey, coach, tell him to go down. You know, all we got to do is get a first down here. We can take a knee, run the clock out. So you can't think of everything at the same time, man. But I do really like the way he calls plays. I think he's a terrific play caller, very smart guy. I like the way he designs it, gets guys open. Um, you know, I just think he needs a little help as, uh, as far as game management goes. You know, Tim. To me, I, I, I'll give Stefanski his, his credit. I, I, he can. He's not uh, uh, some sort of novice. He can. He can call plays. He diagrams plays well, right? My problem is this: um, on the defensive side of the football, at some point in time, you are responsible in a hierarchy of what is what is my defense doing. And I know you may like your coach. I know you may have hired him, but at the end of the day. Do you see the Browns beating any high-level quarterbacks if they're busting? They've had a major bust every single game this year. Yep. For, it was 45 yards this time when, when it, the game's in the balance. Against four bad quarterbacks. How, how are we, do you think we could beat Herbert and Burrow and Lamar Jackson if we're busting these coverages every week now? No, there's no way. And, you know, just like you said, we've seen it every week. Going back to the first game, we saw Baker throw a whatever it was, 75-yard touchdown because of busted coverage. We saw them lose games because of busted coverage against the Jets. So it's been it's been every week, man, and it gets really frustrating to watch. Like, you almost expect it now. You know, you're watching these games, and you're just waiting for that big play to happen because it's been so consistent with these guys. Their communication's not there. I don't know what the, what's going on there in the defensive secondary because they have some talented players back there. They're just not communicating. Guys aren't on the same page. And, you know, when you're not talking, guys are going to get out of position. And, um, you know, you're going to see what, what we've been seeing the last few weeks and the guys getting behind the secondary for huge plays. So, no, there's no way they're going to be able to do that and, and beat a Justin Herbert or, or Lamar Jackson or, or whoever they got coming up in these next few games. So they're, they're going to have to get that fixed and uh, get it fixed immediately. Tim, settle a bet between me and Bull. Now, for most of the show, it's been me and Bull on everyone else, the two of us against the three of them, yeah. because they've lost their minds on Stefanski for the most part. But I did, I did have a bone to pick on the opening drive. I did want him to kick the field goal because they got chunk play, chunk play, chunk play down to the goal line. They run a no huddle. They lose two yards on, on third down. It's now fourth and three. It's not fourth and one. It's fourth and three from the four. In my opinion, take the points, take the three nothing lead. Live to fight another day. You now have the lead in the game. Bull says absolutely not. You go for it every That's his time. Philosophy. I always go inside the five. For the, me, I always go. The analytics on the call say it's a coin flip. I take the points. What do you do? I, I'm, I'm a guy who likes to take the points as well because I just feel like you know, as a quarterback, when you drive down the field, you've had some success in that opening drive. You've hit a few chunk plays. You get down there inside the tight red zone. The drive stalls. You lose a couple yards. It's fourth and three, and you don't get it. You go for it, and you don't get it. It's it's kind of you know you, you kind of get deflated walking up the field saying, sure. "Damn, man, we we didn't get we didn't get anything out of that drive, man." It, it feels bad when you go down and you get three. You come off the sideline and you kind of feel like. Well, you know, I'd love to finish that drive with a touchdown, but we got three. We've shown we can move the ball against these guys. We're going to be able to get chunk plays in the passing game. Let's come back out on the second drive and let's go get seven. So I, I like the feeling of walking off the field with some points and uh, on the board. I uh, just, I just hate, I hate that feeling of coming off with uh, empty-handed, especially when you've had such a good drive like that. Tim, I, I, I get why some people would argue that side. What drives me nuts, though, and, I, and nobody's doing it here, I don't think. But what drives me nuts is that people will say, well, they would have won the game if they would have kicked the field goal. That's stupid. The whole game would have been different. First of all, the Falcons ended up starting that drive from the three-yard line or four-yard line, whatever it was. They scored a field goal on that drive. Maybe if they Browns had kicked the field goal and the Falcons they had kicked off and the Falcons would have had the ball at 25, maybe they would have scored a touchdown instead of a field goal. So, like, you never know how the game would have went from there. I get what you're saying. I understand why people – I know I'm in the minority opinion on this. A lot of the new, younger coaches like to go for it on fourth down all the time, especially inside the five-yard line because the analytics generally favor it. In this, this case, is, it generally, coin flip. in this case, it was a coin flip. But I get it. And the old school mentality is to kick the field goal, especially on the Harbaugh, road. Harbaugh and the Ravens got burned on it yesterday, too. Yeah, but they, but you you never point out when they do it, it works, and then they win because of it. Well, we never the, point that out in the moment nobody, because nobody talks about it. No, like, because in a law, if you win, all the warts are hidden. Nobody comes back and looks at each every, you know, they all the lose decisions. because of that either. Not the Bills will march right down the field. They were marching down the field the second they, half. And they did march down the yeah. field. Harbaugh even said afterwards, yeah, hindsight, you'd love to take the points there. I think the game is switched to this Madden-style coaching where 
You go for it. You go for it. You and go it works for it. You go more for often it. than it doesn't. Otherwise, teams wouldn't do well, it. Well, I'm not sure about that. I think last year, the Chargers made some bonehead decisions in their final game of the regular season that cost them a trip to the playoffs. Again, you probably seen, ignored when it worked all season long. No, it, just we like, it worked Tim, all we season. It worked against us. Let's log your honor. It worked Let's against us Tim, when the Chargers I forget we got Tim here. Yeah. Tim. Sorry, Tim. G. Bush brought this up earlier, and I want you to talk about it because obviously quarterback play is your – is your specialty. The quarterbacks that the Browns have played on way to a two and two record, Baker want the fans there want him benched. Joe Flacco, he's not starting anymore. Mitch Trubisky, we won that wow. game. He's not he's starting, not starting anymore. anymore. Wow. Marcus Mariota. So those are the four that we've played that we're two and two against. Here's the next seven. Herbert. The Patriots, that we gotta we got a break there. Yeah. That's a game yeah. now that they should win. After the Patriots, you get the Ravens, the Bengals, you have a bye. By the way, the, right, the Dolphins, the Bills, and the Buccaneers. By the way, the Buccaneers are two and two. The Ravens are two and two. The Bengals, Bengals are two and two. Herbert's the hurt. Chargers are two well, and two. Well, the Buccaneers are two and two, up. but you always have to look at how they're at two and two. They're not playing the, well. Lost and who to the they Chiefs played. and they lost to the Packers. The Chiefs just lost to the Colts the week before. Right. Well, the Browns have lost to the Jets and, and they've the lost to the Falcons. And the Packers don't look very good either. <laughs> you think Aaron Rodgers ain't gonna come in here and torch us? If no, no, play, Tim, back to my, okay. back no, to my question. Yeah, um, they are playing better. This is a quarterback. This is a gauntlet that the Browns are facing. Um, what are you doing now if you're Kevin Stefanski and you're starting? Because 21 points hasn't been enough to win games. You're going to need to score a lot more than that when you're playing the quarterbacks that I just mentioned. How are they going to do that? Yeah, there's no question. They got to get some more points uh, out of the offense because you got to expect that the way the defense has been playing, you know, these first four weeks, you got to assume these quarterbacks are going to light up the scoreboard against these guys. So, but you know, you get a help. You get hopefully Jadavion Clowney gets back. I'm not sure when he's supposed to be back. You get Miles back out there. Obviously, that's going to help and get some pass rush on these guys. But you know, you're going to have to score some points. You got to get a little more production uh, out of the passing game. You know, I think um, Jacoby's played well, but you know, he's he's been very conservative. Also, he is what we all kind of thought he was going to be. He's that game manager type of guy uh, who's who's very good at going to the right spot with the ball. But we've seen him in two-minute situations against the Jets, and we've seen him in a two-minute situation against the Falcons, and he's thrown two interceptions in those situations. But I'm not really surprised about that because that's not who he is. He's not an aggressive quarterback. He's not going to go out and push the ball down the field and take chances. He's very conservative. He's going to take the easy throw most of the time. So when he gets in those situations and the windows get a little tighter and you got to really push the ball down the field, we see him turning the football over, but you know, he is who he is. I think he's doing a great job. Uh, he's staying within himself. Uh, but you know, at some point when you start to play these really good quarterbacks, Jay, like you said, you're going to go out and have to go out and go, you're going to have to match them, you know, uh, drive for drive. You can assume they're going to score almost every time they touch the ball. So you got to go in with that mentality saying, I need touchdowns here. I got to go out and put points on the board. If we're going to stay on the field with these guys and field goals are, aren't going to cut it. Now you better find some receivers. Oh, not well, falling out of trees I, these days. I'm just I'm looking at this. So the Browns have eight games left against what I would consider good quarterbacks. That's if Tua plays, and if we do consider him a good quarterback, I don't know. So maybe it's seven. I would say seven. I don't I don't think Tua is going to play, but I could be wrong. Bengals have five games left against good quarterbacks. Uh, the Ravens have one. We've had four games against subpar so quarterbacks. That is correct. So uh, Bengals have had three, actually four, because Tua got hurt in the first half. Yeah. Um, so. You know, Tim, Tim, to your point, I, I'm guessing, <laughs> it's a guess, that the way you want to do this is ground control offense. Run the ball. Have, have drives that take up seven and eight minutes. Your best chance of beating all of these great quarterbacks is to make sure that they have a baseball hat on more than they have a football helmet on. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and 
free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Yeah, exactly. You know, you you want to really, you know, you lean on your best players. You want to get shoved the ball even more, you know, keep that clock under control, run the play clock down, snap it with two or three seconds on the play clock every time. And then when you get the opportunity to take those shots in the passing game, get it going down the field. You know, some of these receivers are going to have to step up, Peoples Jones and, and these guys are going to have to start making some plays because, you know, like we saw this week or last week, um, they're going to key on Amari Cooper now. You know, he's not, they're not going to let him go out there and get 10 catches every week. They're going to double him. They're going to make somebody else beat them. And until somebody steps up and does that, the passing game is going to struggle. I think Njoku is doing a really good job in the passing game. He's a walking mismatch out there. They need to start going to him even more. Uh, they've got him involved early in games the last few weeks. I think they need to continue to go to him. Um, and, you know, obviously, like you said, Jay, get, get that running game, lean on it very heavily and, uh, you know, control the clock a little bit. Try and keep those those dangerous quarterbacks on the sideline as much as possible. Hey, Tim, I say this and I've been saying it for a while. The balance on the wide receiver side is one side with Amari Cooper running, uh, doing all the pass catching. The other two guys are just becoming decoys, basically, until you get somebody out there that looks like they're a legitimate threat to at least balance it off. Uh, it's going to be a problem. But the other thing I want to ask you this because you made a, th- a statement about uh, Nick Chubb, he ran the ball 19 times yesterday and Jacoby Brissett, you know, he's the game manager on the field game manager, right? He should be the one to be able to push back to Stefanski. You send this call in here like, no, let's not do that. Let's keep running Chubb because he's on the field. How many times do you think Nick Chubb should have run that ball yesterday? 19 was was his total for the entire game. You know, I would at least like to see, you know, five, six, seven more carries at, at, at minimum. You know, I think you give him the ball uh, as much as you possibly can. The guy's a workhorse, man. It seems like he doesn't get tired out there. He can take the hits. He's so strong and so physical. He's not going to be, you know, he's not going to be one of those guys that tires out in the fourth quarter. I think he's only going to get stronger. And you see guys, you know, they don't want to hit that dude after four quarters of trying to tackle him, man. His legs are so strong. You're going to see guys, you know, belling out now, you know, not not coming up and trying to make those tackles that you saw early in the game. But, um, you know, I would love to see him get it even more. I think every Browns fan would, you know, you can't give that guy the ball enough, get it to him in, in different ways. You know, you don't have to run it to it, run it every time you can throw that guy screen passes, uh, you know, whatever, uh, just just get the ball in hand as much as possible. All right, Tim, sorry, it was a disappointing Monday. Um, it really puts a damper on everything, but hopefully they can right the ship and get ready for San Diego because, um, they're they're going to be in for a they're going to, they're going to get all they want uh, against the Chargers. I say San Diego, Los Angeles. Tim Couch, uh, we'll talk to you next Monday. Thanks, brother. All right, thanks guys. See you next thanks, week. See you. I Chargers a three point favorite, by the way. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.